This week's episode of Downsizing is brought to you by the Murdaugh Murderers. Uh, I was right. It did show shortly after I ended the podcast. Um, you'll see. It'll it'll all make sense uh, if you make it to the end of the episode. Uh, but don't don't just skip ahead. It, it doesn't work. You know, it's like skipping to the end of Memento. I mean, it's not like that at all. But just listen to the whole show. We definitely don't talk about the same things we talked about last week. I think this is officially my longest ad. Hello and welcome to Downsizing, the show that broadcasts live from the village hidden in the lard. I'm your host, Choji Akamichi. Tim Down. <laughs> little Naruto callback for you. Yes, I am still watching Naruto. Uh, before we get into that, if uh, we get into that at all. Um, if for those of you that were eagerly awaiting, I do have a bed update. Let me tell you, I, uh, I, I, I tucked into it today as I said I would, and I'm back to you with my after action report now it was simultaneously harder and easier than i thought uh to do it was harder because um it was just very tedious there's a lot more screws than i thought i was easier in the fact that uh, it didn't take me all that long um but i i didn't think some things through um because basically, my plan was to move the mattress and the box spring off, put them aside, undo the thing, the bed frame, put that aside, and then put the bed back where it was now, you know, a foot lower than it normally is. And that's what I did. But what I didn't account for is I put everything that I'd taken out, the drawers, the, the side panels, uh, I set them in between where I put the box spring and where I stood the mattress up. So I had to rearrange a lot, pull it over by myself. Um, But we have success. Um, And uh, my girlfriend's dad actually came over to help out. Um, He was with her for uh, a more, uh, less successful reason uh, that I'll get into in a moment. Um, But he came to give me a hand with it because one way or the other, we knew it was going to be tedious, a lot of unscrewing, so we came to, to take a look as well. And we got some of the parts off, but then he's looking at it, and he's like, you know, uh, it's probably going to be really hard to put back together. Like, it's going to, you're going to have to take it completely apart, and when you go to put it back together, it's going to probably not go back together the same way. So, you know, probably just, it's going to be a lot easier to bring it down than it was to bring up, so... You know, and you got some some strong guys coming. You'll probably be able to do it, no problem. And I was like, you know, I really want to take it apart, but that does make sense. That's a very uh, that's a very sensible approach. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, one, to bring the entire thing downstairs, even if it's easier than bringing it upstairs, it's going to be so hard, and I imagine it's going to be. Uh, I mean, drastically increases the chances of smashing it into things as well as, uh, you know, creating much less space in the actual van uh, that we have rented. So, but then the thing that, that really sealed it for me is I'm not sure how the angles work out for our new place. Because basically, it's at the top of the steps, and then you have to kind of turn right a bit, if I'm remembering it correctly, and then 
It might be a straight shot now that I think about it. You might be able to just walk up the stairs and then go straight up the steps, in which case maybe I made this harder than I needed to. But to my recollection, there's a bit of an angle. And to be able to get it through that doorway and then angle it again up the stairs, I felt like I wasn't 100% sure that you could do it. And I would much rather uh, take it apart now where I have the time, the patience, the constitution to figure it out and do it properly rather than do it on my new front lawn while probably swearing, probably breaking it, and probably yelling at, you know, all the important people in my life because I'm having a hard time dealing with the situation. And as a result, people that are trying to help uh, would get yelled at. And and nobody wants that. Nobody needs that, quite frankly. So I elected to take it apart. And so now it's in pieces. That that portion of, of things is, is done and I'm feeling confident about the move. Uh, I think we've already got a lot of boxes loaded in my girlfriend's car. The stuff that we have left will pretty easily fit into the truck we have and as and slash or my parents van. So things are going good. But there's one wrinkle and it's a wrinkle that um, if I'm being honest, I'm kind of anticipating, um, and that has to do with U-Haul. Uh, they're not a sponsor, obviously, uh, but um, here's the thing. The reason why my girlfriend's dad was with her today is because they're going to pick up some boxes that we ordered from U-Haul. Uh, not just any boxes, not just your rinky-dink, run-of-the-mill cardboard boxes. No, these were plastic totes. It was 22 plastic tote bins, the ones that have the sort of, you know, saloon door lids that open up to the left and right. And the reason why we bought those is because, even though we haven't seen one for quite some time now, we've cockroaches or had cockroaches. And cockroaches can come with you. Particularly, uh, they like cardboard they like cardboard boxes because they see it as food i guess so it's recommended that if you do have cockroach issue to use plastic bins and we thought well we're already ordering a truck from u-haul why don't we get some plastic boxes as well and in the past couple days my girlfriend was like well what if they don't have them like what if we show up and they don't have our boxes and i'd be like and i was like That'd be really fucking stupid. I mean, honestly, like who ordered who like everybody goes for the cardboard boxes. Who else is going to be getting the plastic boxes? Of course, they're going to have them. You also booked it a long time ago. So why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they have them? Well, obviously, uh, they show up to the location. I'm not entirely sure which one it was. They show up to the location. They don't have any. And simultaneously, we're not helpful. You know, I would have thought that they would go, hey, um, we don't have them, but we checked in our system and this other location has them. Do you want us to call them and reserve it? Because that's something we would do when I was working retail. Uh, But I guess this guy had been yelled at way too many times by people in this situation because his response, from what I understand, is 
Well, it wouldn't be U-Haul if people didn't reserve things that we don't have. So I guess it's a thing that happens a lot. Um, And to drive that point home even further, I was like, well, uh, why don't I just see if we can get them from a different location? So I booked them through a a different one that only had uh, 12. You could only order 12. I'm like, that's less than we were originally asking for. But you know what? That's probably not a big deal. That's probably fine. Oh, you know, come on. And listen, we can make do. And so I placed the order and then I called and I said, hi, I'm calling because I placed an order, went to a different place, blah, blah, blah. Explain the situation. And the guy's like, all right, let me go physically check. I'm like, great. This sounds like the kind of guy I can work with. He seems like a go-getter. He seems like he understands the, the severity of the situation. Seems like he's got his head screwed on tight. And then he comes back and he goes, yeah, I don't know why it let you book that. We don't have any. And I was like, that's so fucking interesting. That's really interesting. Uh, you know, and as a as a guy who worked in receiving, who worked in retail, I do have some appreciation for the fact that what it says on the website is not always, <laughs> it's not always what you got, right? And that's fine. But the difference is that if you ordered something from the store that I worked for, let's say you ordered a, say you ordered a hammer, you can get an email saying, hey, we received your order. But then someone would go and check. And then when they found it, they would scan it into the system and place it. And then you get another email saying, hey, we set it aside for you. Come on, get it. Or, and this is the important part, if we didn't have it, we would either just cancel your order or we'd give you a call and say, hey, we're so sorry. The inventory was wrong. Or in the time between you placing the order and us going to pick it, it was purchased. We're sorry, we're going to cancel your order and refund you. That clearly didn't happen here. Right. As evidenced by the fact that it was only when they went in to pick up the order that they uncovered <laughs> that they didn't have any. I don't, it's maybe a coincidence, but this particular U-Haul is across the street from the place, the Pizza Hut that I went to. For those of you that, I don't can't imagine why you'd possibly remember this, but I went in and I only found out through uh, being proactive that they only had diet Pepsi and not regular Pepsi. In hindsight, probably better for me, but still, it's the principle of it, of the matter. And so looking ahead to this Saturday, I'm going to show up at, at, at 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to say, hi, I'm here to pick up my truck. And there's a non-zero chance that that person's going to look at me and go, oops, Oops, we don't have one for you. And then I'm going to be in a predicament because, as you may or may not know, everybody in Montreal moves on the same day. There's over 100,000 people that usually move on July 1st. Is it because is it a ploy from the French government to prevent people from celebrating a Canadian holiday? Maybe. I'm not here to point fingers. I'm not here to cast dispersions, but I am here to let you know that 
I might be shit out of luck. Because it doesn't matter how goddamn mad I get. If I show up on Saturday morning, it's not like they'll be like, oh, well, you know what? Good news. Uh, We don't have the truck you ordered, but we have a ton of other ones because nobody else is moving today. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. That is not at all what's going to be happening. So I'm going to do just about the only thing that I can do. And that's go into the location a couple days before, maybe the day before, I don't know, and just confirm that I have a truck. I mean, realistically, I know that if I just go in and say, hey, do you have my reservation? He'll be like, yeah, and then that'll be it. So I think what I actually have to ask is, you know, does is there somebody that's renting it before me? Um, and even if there is, even if they say, yeah, there's someone renting it, they're bringing it back Friday night. Obviously, I mean, obviously that doesn't mean shit. So ultimately there's not much I can really do because if someone doesn't bring it back or if someone fucks up and rents it to somebody else, well, that's, uh, that, that's on me to, uh, to resolve. So we're going to see, I am praying just praying that they do not fuck this up for me because it is going to be such an enormous pain in the ass to fix without a fucking truck and they can take their fifty dollars that they're gonna because when i reserved it they said it's guaranteed or you get fifty dollars uh they can shove that up their ass as far as i'm concerned still give it to me but maybe shove $50 up their ass and give me a separate $50. Because um, it's more the point of I don't give a fuck if you're giving me a discount or giving me a, a reimbursement if I don't have a goddamn truck on moving day. So that's, uh, I'm sure I'll have more to say on that uh, in next week's episode when I discuss the ins and outs of our, our move that I am, good golly, I am hoping goes well. Because otherwise, otherwise, there's going to be a lot of impotent rage being thrown around. All from me. I'm going to be throwing a hissy fit and a tantrum, and I'm going to lose the respect of people that I have respect for. So, fingers crossed, thoughts and prayers, that that doesn't happen. Um, plowing ahead here, uh, I also have been continuing to watch Naruto. And is there something to be said about the fact that I am almost 30 and watching a show that is not only for kids, but also that I watched as a kid? Uh, yeah, it's maybe a sign of something. Um, a friend suggested that it's a sign that I'm, I'm mourning my, chi- my childhood and, you know, you know, my previous self in a way. And I think that's given me a lot of credit. I think I'm just something of a man-child. But one thing that has kind of been, you know, an overarching thing throughout this whole whole process of both moving and watching Naruto is uh, the fact that, like I mentioned, I do not currently have AC, and it is hot, to to put it lightly. It is is warm. Uh, Not to mention the, the fact that it's, 
We've got the kind of smog that you might get if you lived outside of a coal factory. Uh, but it's been hot. Today, the feels like was 39 degrees. And as somebody that doesn't have air conditioning, that means that I'm sweating. It's warm. I, I kind of feel like Marlon Brando at the end of uh, Apocalypse Now, you know, when he's just sitting glistening in the dark pontificating about war i guess i think that's what he's talking about i don't remember a word of that monologue um but that's kind of what i feel like only instead of being in the middle of the vietnamese jungle sweating while trying to avoid the u.s military i'm sitting glistening in my underwear watching naruto try and pass the tuning exam and I mean, good golly, how is he going to do it? His first opponent is Neji, and obviously, he's getting a handle on using the Ninetales Chakra, but he only just learned how to do that. He's been asleep for three days, because the Chief of the Frogs, obviously, was trying to get him off his back. It was a whole thing. He managed to summon him, because he almost he would have died if he didn't, because he's falling down that ravine. But, you know... Is it going to be enough? Because Neji, arguably, the toughest Genin out there. He's got the Byakugan. He's got all these techniques that he shouldn't know because he's just part of the branch family. He's not part of the head family. He's no Hinata. He's no Hanabi. Obviously, we know this. Is he going to win? Honestly, I cannot remember. So it's kind of fun for me. I do not remember if Neji beats Naruto. I think he would have to. Uh... Because honestly, at this point, Naruto's not that tough. And again, you know, if you decided to do a watch along with me, I don't want to spoil anything. But, you know, looking ahead, there's some big things that are going to happen. I don't quite remember exactly how they happen. It's been kind of a, an experience of just seeing, like, different frames of animation where I'm like, oh, man, I've seen this a million times and I completely forgot about it. Kabuto jumping out of the hospital like wing uh you know amongst <laughs> amongst others neji fighting naruto uh hinata doing the matrix when fighting neji all these things you know i, I think i think it's going to be interesting it's also interesting to me because i've now seen you know, going back, I think when I was originally watching all these shows, I wasn't thinking about whether or not they were filler. I don't know that I had a concept of what filler was, but now that I'm rewatching them, uh, you know, I'm st- I I have a different kind of perspective on it. Um, I mean, One Piece obviously has very little filler, it's especially considering how many episodes there are, um, and particularly early on. The filler was just kind of, you know, I, the, some of the more recent ones I haven't enjoyed, but some of the my most memorable moments from One Piece are from filler episodes. Um, and they're kind of their own thing. They're like, and One Piece lends itself to that very well, where it's just like, hey, we went to this random island and, and Goku's here or whatever it is. And then Bleach was probably the worst for it because they had entire major arcs that were just filler like 60 70 episodes that are all filler 
and you can't really skip them. I mean, you sort of can, but they they kind of include the filler characters and things in the regular canon stuff, so it all gets kind of mixed together. And some of it is like, you know, I don't know. I just found you know there's not going to be much progress because knowing that it's filler, like, oh, this character has not shown their powers yet. It's not going to they're not going to show it in the filler arc. So that's they're not you're not going to see anything new from them. So Bleach in particular was uh, kind of rough as far as it was kind of a rough where you watch at times. Uh, but Naruto, it seems kind of like, cause I looked at the filler guide cause I was curious. I remember there being a lot of filler or at least it seemed like there was, uh, in, in my, you know, 20 year recollection. But when I looked it up, it seems like it's less that they outright have filler arcs. It's more that they fill in the gaps in certain things. So like, you know, I haven't compared the manga to the the anime, so I can't say for sure. But the vibe I get is like less. Oh, this is a completely new storyline with completely, you know, irrelevant characters that don't exist beyond this this arc. It's more like, hey, normally we didn't see anything that happened here. Now we're gonna throw in a storyline with like, you know, Eno and Sakura, or Rock Lee, you know. So I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I'm ripping through it, hoping to see some of the the later events that are kind of interesting. I completely forgot how the tuning exam was set up. Forgot that there was a month. I'm looking forward to Naruto uh, learning Rasengan. Obviously, that's big. I remember a lot of that, but I remember that being real hype. I forgot about the Naruto Uzumaki barrage where he's ripping off Rock Lee and then Sasuke rips off Rock Lee. You know, precious memories. You know, all these things flooding back to me. So, where does that leave us? Well, it leaves us with the fact that I have now discussed moving and Naruto two weeks in a row. Uh, I don't know if it's been in the same order necessarily. I did scrub through last week's episode because I, I did have some recollection that I mentioned providing an update to something. And for the life of me. I could not remember what it was. So I wanted to, to re- remind myself what that was. <clears throat> I will note as well, just at, at a certain points throughout this episode, um, before I started recording, I was watching Shameless on Netflix, uh, which is, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there that <laughs> is from a different time. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. What is here and there is that now Netflix is doing that kind of screensaver thing where it's showing different, you know, programs they have and sort of a still shot that's like panning slowly. And like, for example, now King of Clones, it's a picture of like a mitosis reaction, but it's money. It's this controversial investigative documentary. So what's that about? Um, or there's like another, hey, Batman the Animated Series. And it's just kind of, you know, I'm kind of passively looking at it as the episode goes on. I know this has happened with other episodes as well, but not with this particular image. Um, it's, I think, about that guy who was the uh, major uh, at one of the Air Force bases in Ontario. 
who is a serial killer. I think it's about him. It looks a lot like him. But whereas the other ones are still images from the movie or kind of like a poster, uh, this, I think, is his mugshot. So, and it's repeated. So it's just kind of a collage of a guy who I think killed a lot of women and left their bodies just all over the place, uh, just staring directly at me. And so if I've seen a, a little bit emotionally shaken this episode, there, there's a good chance that that has, has something to do with it. I'm kind of waiting for it to come back. Right now it's a, in some ways equally creepy. Oh, keep sweet, pray, and obey. And it's a, I think this is a Mormon thing. Or not Mormon. What's the what are the Duggars? What are those guys? I know it's the quiverful thing. What or no, it's not the Duggars. It's the other guys. The multiple wives. That is Mormon. That is Mormon. I kinda I don't know. I'm not gonna do Mormon jokes because I don't have any good ones. It's all kind of tiredly. Oh, hey, so most people have a hard time with one significant other how do you have 10 you know it's like okay we get it i mean i will say that one guy from that show uh sister wives you know he looks like walmart jeff bridges i'm not entirely sure how he managed to get three different women or is it four i think it's four now four different women to marry him and not only just marry him as like oh hey you're like a normal guy that i would like to have as a husband but he was like, hey, I'd like to marry you, but also I'm already married to three other people. And also it's kind of illegal, I think. So, yeah, if those things aren't an issue, if, if my personality is, is good enough to to make that worth it, then then welcome aboard. Um, and I guess it is. But I don't know. I don't see it. I just don't. Uh, I don't see He's, he also seems like kind of an idiot, but that's uh, that's maybe not for me to judge as someone who, or maybe it is for me to judge because I am an idiot. And so it stands to, you know, it does take one to know one. As I was reminded multiple times as a child on the playground, it does take one to know one. So therefore, if anyone knows an idiot, it's me because I'm kind of like the king of the idiots. <sighs> I really want to see, I, I almost need to see this picture now. And it's like every other possible show that they could be showing is showing, and it's not showing me the creepy one. And I have a feeling that the second I stop recording, it would start playing this, it would show the image. And I would be like, you know, so I almost want to act like I'm going to end the episode, but then not. Currently, it's showing Trailer Park Boys. <coughs> showing the boys, at least. Now it's Penguins. The, the emperor penguins that have the, the fucking big eyebrows. All right, listen. At this point, you know, watch Pot Never Boils. It's not going to happen. So, as always, uh, you can tune into uh, this episode next week. That's the wrong order. I got distracted by a guy holding a surfboard. Um, it says Animal Kingdom. It's a guy holding a surfboard. Not sure what to make of that. Uh, oh, maybe the animal is people. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at excessively underscore Caucasian, and you can tune in next week. Uh, oh, you can send me an email down at gmail.com. You can tune in next week to see if, despite all of the fucking bullshit that's probably going to happen on moving day, if I still find time to talk about the future Hokage 
of the Hidden Leaf Village, Naruto, Gary, Uzumaki. We're going to end on a still frame from the movie Dune. The new one. Denis Villeneuve. Okay. Ta-ta for now.